All right. I'm pretty sure this is still radio. But follow the way the story comes from NBC, Dylan Byers reporting. Spotify says it has acquired the company behind the live audio app Locker Room. Have you ever heard of Locker Room, Producer Ari? I've heard of a Locker Room. Okay, that's a no. But let me go back to it. Spotify has acquired the company behind the live audio app Locker Room, giving the music and podcast platform a new foothold in a space that has seen a surge of interest following the rise of the Clubhouse app. Now, Clubhouse is an app where I have Clubhouse. I can get on there and I got all these people following and be like, hey, I'm going to start a room on this subject. And then people come into the room and they start having a conversation. And the left is only upset that they can't monitor what's happening in your rooms so they can then report you for being a bad person or saying the wrong things. They're they're never so happy or they're never so miserable as to see uh, free men walk on by. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Instagram, Parlor, Twitter at Tony Katz. So this group called Betty Labs launched Locker Room. It's a sport-focused pro- a p- platform for live audio conversations. And they plan to evolve and expand the app over at Spotify into an enhanced live audio experience for a wider range of creators and fans. You mean radio? Let's go back over this one more time. Creators and fans, says Spotify's chief research and development officer, have been asking for live formats on Spotify, and we're excited that soon we'll make them available to hundreds of millions of listeners and millions of creators on our platform. Right? So Spotify has Joe Rogan, and Spotify has Prince Harry and Meghan. (laughs) Spotify has Bill Simmons. Remember, they gave Rogan 10 years and $100 million. So now they want Rogan to do the podcast live? That's radio! Wait a second! What in the world is going on here? I want to hear from the radio folk. Because this is crazy. This is crazy. This, how is this not radio? Okay, follow me through this one, guys. We're going to go a little bit on the inside here, right? We're going to play a little bit of inside baseball. Radio as a podcast is not a podcast, right? What, for example, we have the show, Tony Katz Today, and it's available as a podcast, but everybody knows it's a radio show, and we just have it available online for people to be able to download and take in as they see fit. But everything about this, everything about this show and its structure is built for radio. Because to be built for radio, you're taking care of certain things. There are certain formatics within radio that are very, very important about how ratings are dealt with. So one of the things you'll hear about in radio is something called quarter hour maintenance. And you'll hear people bring this up. What is quarter hour maintenance? It has to do with the kind of listening, the type of listening, and how people are listening each and every quarter hour. Because the amount of quarter hours 
and keeping the listening going is what gives you a better uh, sense of or better ratings overall and therefore advertisers are more interested especially if you're able to maintain solid quarter hour numbers so sometimes you'll see radio stations they'll have a funky break right you're like why do they have a break there it's to maintain the quarter hours in a proper way right it's a little inside baseball but in, in those formatics aren't podcast formatics podcast formatics are free-flowing the problem with podcast formatics is that very often they allow lazy people to not get into the meat of a matter they'll say hey it's it's the it's the Ari podcast and I'm producer Ari and it, it's great to be with you here on the producer Ari podcast wow, wow what a, man sorry just such a such a busy busy morning I take the dog uh, to 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 the vet you know how that goes new puppy new dog he actually has a new puppy new puppy new dog gotta take him to a vet so today we're gonna we're gonna talk about I've got the winning numbers for tomorrow's lottery which I know you want to hear but first you know i man it's just is my chair is uncomfortable why is my chair uncomfortable that's podcasting people you've got the winning lottery numbers and you don't start with guys i've got the winning lottery numbers let me tell you what they are and why it matters to you no you don't start with that you start with all this other silly kind of fluff stuff i will tell you that when i got into radio my first two years what was drilled into me my first two years, and I mean, like, like they were unkind, um, was you have to get to the subject. You have to get to the story. Get to the thing so people know what's about to happen so they're gladly join with you through the story. You have in radio 12 seconds to grab somebody. And it might not even be that long anymore. That's where attention spans have gone. There are so many options and opportunities and places to go and things to hear and other op opportunities to subscribe to. 12 seconds. That's it. You better grab them, baby. And when you take a look at how the, the, the format of a show, it, it, it is true. It is true. So I, you'll, you'll, you'll notice how I do this show. I don't start with my name. Sometimes I don't get into my name for like 10 minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm off to the races discussing the issue. So first people are like, wait, ooh, that's a subject. Ooh, wait, what is that? Ooh, what's going on? And then they'll be like, okay, who is this? And then you, you introduce yourself. It's like uh, Mickey Mantle, right? Well, Mickey Mantle was making a, a hard-charging uh, play, uh, uh, you know, to get somebody out, and uh, somebody asked him, or was it Mickey Mantle? Maybe it was DiMaggio. Uh, why? Why the game doesn't matter? Why are you working so hard? And their answer was, because this might be the first time some kid is seeing me. Right? When you're when you're on this side of the microphone. You know, like, why do you, why do you reset a story, right, and, and talk about, you know, what, what, hey, just so you know, this is what we're talking about, or you say your name again, because people are coming in for the first time, and me, I want to be, be nice and say hello, and it brings everybody in. Podcast works differently. So if podcast works differently, why now is podcasting looking to do what radio does? Because radio does not actually do well what podcasting does. Podcasting's a different beast. So when I take a look at this, I say to myself, what in the world does this even mean? Because doing things live, well, that's, that's, that's pretty easy. There's nothing to that. Is Spotify looking for a way to finally make some money? 
because Spotify doesn't. Yeah, I mean they they've got users and users as dollars, and and they've got where what is their stock price? Are they even public producer? Ari? Uh don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Double check. But it might not hurt to bring in some dollars or maybe bring in some more users. So if they could do it this way, sure, go ahead. It's Spotify is $253 a share? Yep. Spotify is $253 a share. And they don't make money. They don't make money. And that's the thing that drives, by the way, radio people nuts. Because radio makes less money, but still makes money year in and year out. But these guys have an online presence, a, 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 a cap of Lord only knows what, a valuation of gosh almighty. Stock price at $253. People invested $253 to the newest online thing, and it turns out it's radio. Baby, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I cannot wait to see how this plays out. Because this is actually part of something that's uh, that's larger. Uh, NFTs. On my screen right now, a story that I just have to take the time to read. How to make, buy, and sell NFTs. What's an NFT? A non-fungible token. NFTs are how songs are now being uh, distributed. It's a type of digital asset. And it's creating millions of dollars for people. And it might be how you buy, uh, I don't know, a magazine, a recipe, a, um, spoken word content like this. Maybe it won't be through Spotify. Maybe it'll be direct through, through something else, through something I do as a way to have it. Maybe it'd be specialized content to you and therefore have a value because it specifically answers your questions take don't even take don't take me don't take don't take this show take take your 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 favorite celebrity take cameo Ooh, maybe maybe this is the future ari take cameo you know what cameo is cameo is a site where you can find celebrities and you can pay them 20 30 dollars to wish uh, your cousin a happy birthday and they'll create a little video. Now, some people are five bucks, some people are thirty bucks, some people are fifty bucks. Uh, Paulie Shore is three hundred twenty-five dollars. That's absolutely true. Uh, one of the guys from the office, big guy, big lummoxy guy, I forget his name. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just describing. Uh, he made a million dollars last year doing videos at like twenty-five, fifty dollars a pop on Cameo. Well, what if you can get these people to answer a specific question for you or sing a particular piece of music or play a particular piece of music or whatever else? Kevin Malone, I think that's the name of the actor. Thank you. Thank you. Another producer uh, here, uh, the Kyle Wells, letting me know. That's the guy from The Office. Well, what if you could do that and you're willing to pay a couple of bucks and it exists in this, in this digital form, right? And, 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 and you'd be willing to pay for it. I, I think the whole thing is madness, but what if that's the future? What if that's the future? 
these things are happening, and that's what makes this all interesting. By the way, Kevin Malone is the character. Brian Baumgartner is the actor. And you, if you go to Cameo, you'll see him. He'll be like, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. Made a million dollars last year. Million dollars. People are finding ways. And it isn't all about TV. There are ways to just reach your audience. But what Spotify's doing... Spotify, it seems, is getting into the radio business. And that is something. I'm Tony Katz. So Mike Lindell, uh, he's going to start a social media site. He's going to start competing with Twitter. I say good. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's a pleasure to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com and get the podcast. Of course, Mike Lindell is uh, my pillow, right? Uh, promo code Tony, by the way. Be sure to get that done. Promo code Tony, MyPillow.com. And he is one of the people who went to town on Dominion Voting Services. Dominion is suing him. We'll see how that all plays out. Supporter of President Trump, unapologetic. Hasn't affected the fact affected the fact that it's good pillows, good sheets, and good towels. But certainly it has made people say, well, I don't know about him so much sometimes. But wanting to create a new service? Uh, totally fine. Totally, totally fine. As a matter of fact, we need more of them. You know, I talk about creating content, but we need more of more platforms for for sure. So according to the reporting, right, um, he's got his own servers. There, No one's going to be able to take anything uh, down. People are going to be able to speak out and speak freely. He believes that he's got the resources uh, to be able uh, to do a, a billion people, a billion users. Yeah, I, I believe he is as well, pretty sorry. I believe he is wrong, but he's not going to have to serve a billion users. But he'll get ten he'll get ten million users. And from that and that's that's solid. There are people who are desperate and would be overjoyed to leave uh Twitter and to leave Facebook. What, what, what do they need it for? What do they need it for? Now, my Facebook experience, I will admit, I think it's been different from others because our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio, it's been excellent. We have more trolls now than we used to have, I will admit. And I've, uh, I, I think I've uh, entertained people for far too long on, on, on that subject, right? It's one thing to disagree. It's another thing just to be a, a rank fool. Um, but we've got a good group and people talking and thinking and sharing and they make me laugh and it, it, I, I really enjoy it. And we have only had one experience where things were... I don't know if it wasn't allowed, but they put a little, like, warning on on, on it, like one of those things. Only had that really happen once. Now, people who are much more deeply into Facebook, I think they see other issues. And maybe as we grow, we'll run into those issues. And don't get me wrong, I don't like the idea that I have to, you know, I would have to give them my money. Right? I've got the uh, Cigar and Bourbon Show, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, right? It's, it's, it's there. And we've been thinking about utilizing Facebook as a way of targeting uh, cigar smokers and bourbon drinkers to bring them to the podcast and build up uh, subscriptions, right? Makes sense. 
good use of, of one of the things they can do marketing-wise, which is really drill down, and you can find that user. I haven't done it yet because the idea of paying them makes me sick. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, and I've done it in the past, and I'm like, oh, these people are awful. I'm not giving them my money anymore. But I'm trying to build something, and this is the way to build it. Let people know who are interested in those things. Hey, it's there. You go to Eat, Drink, Smoke on Apple Podcasts, and, and, and you subscribe. Or wait, now it's follow. You don't subscribe now, you follow. Or you go to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, and you can find it all, and then you can follow from there. So use Facebook in that way. If there's a better way to do it, I'm all ears. I am all ears. I've looked into buying a list of uh, uh, supposedly you can find an email list of, of cigar smokers. I'm like, do people really want one more email in their life? Do they really want one more thing cluttering up their inbox? But people still, they, there are lists and lists for sale and they're compiling lists. And, good Lord. I mean, there's a part of me that would rather just the whole thing grow organic. Or let us have more platforms that don't go about silencing people. And uh, then I'm happy to be supportive and, and, and utilize the tools that they have to be able to reach uh, someone who's interested in, in my content. So, yeah, the more the merrier. And I only hope that Lindell does it. And I only hope uh, that it works. And when you see the people who are like, this shouldn't be allowed, the government shouldn't allow this, everyone should take it down, then you'll see more of this, this, this really awful society that is wholly illiberal and doesn't believe in the rights of free speech, doesn't believe in the rights of, of, of the people. They believe in something fundamentally different. They believe in something far more treacherous. Oh, by the way, it is promo code Tony for MyPillow.com. Honestly, the sheets, the towels, they've been great. They've been great. This is Tony Katz today. So one of the good things happening on social media right now is there is a constant reminder that a Pakistani man died because two teenage girls tried to carjack him. Well, no, they did. And uh, they got in the driver's seat and they tased him. And he was screaming, this is my car. And they took off and he was basically in the, in between the door, the driver's door and the car. And they hit a pole, banging the, the door into him. And then they tried to take a turn. The car turned over and he was killed. He was killed. By the way, now there's someone referring to it as a botched carjacking. Well, how else do you think this works? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, a pleasure. It was CNN who said it was a carjacking gone wrong, and then it led to an accident. It didn't lead to an accident. These two girls murdered a man. They murdered a Pakistani immigrant here in the United States who was working Uber Eats to support his family. By the way, there's a GoFundMe that has now raised over $975,000. People feel awful. They feel awful. It's a guy working for a living. Muhammad Anwar is his name. 
and there were these two girls. Now, if these two girls were white, you'd hear more about this story. I'm putting down my marker. They were black. You're right. It shouldn't matter. What should matter is that we have a society where a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old can engage in a carjacking utilizing stun guns to incapacitate a man. That should be the story. But we live in the world of the woke, baby. We live in the world where we are told time and again and again and again that it's all about race. Not in this story. Not in this story we're not. In this story, we are left to our own devices. One of the good things social media is doing right now is making sure this gets out there. The video of this is awful. Awful, terrible, scary, frightening. Oh, you may not want to watch such a thing. I'm going to bet that you do not want to watch such a thing. I'm, I am sorry I did. It's horrific. And it should be a big conversation what's going on in society that has a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old thinking they could carjack someone. Where'd they get the tasers is a question I would like to get an answer to. What's going to happen? What are the charges? And why the silence? How come nobody's at their door? How come nobody's asking parents a question? How come nobody's demanding answers? Where is the justice for Muhammad Anwar? And the answer is, well, if these girls were white, you'd get your, your, your request. If they were white, that's all, that's, all, that's all it would be. 24-7, 365. White privilege and hate and injustice and white supremacy. And the Lord only knows what else they would come up with. That's what makes these arguments so nonsensical and so valueless. They're valueless arguments. They don't move anybody. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. They do create fear in people, right? They must still do that. But more and more, you're seeing people say, whoa, 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 what, the, what, what, what is this? What is this crazy? What is this nonsense that you're, that you're bringing me? One of the other stories that you're seeing is the story of a 65-year-old Asian woman getting attacked in New York. The video goes through, it's shot through a building's front door. The front door is actually propped open and you can see onto the street where a woman is walking and then a man, much bigger than she is, kicks her in the chest and knocks her to the ground. Kicks her in the chest, knocks her to the ground and screams, blank you, you don't belong here. When when you hear people talking about attacks on Asians in the United States, this is what they're talking about. What they were talking about was Atlanta. But of course, Atlanta didn't fit the narrative, no matter how much they tried. Atlanta was a story of a man who had sex addiction and many, many other issues. 
and said, I have to do away with this temptation. These massage parlors are temptation. So he went about killing people at massage parlors, killed eight people, six of them Asian. But if he wanted to kill people who were Asian, if that was his focus, I have family that lives in, in Atlanta. They know these areas. Chinese restaurants, sushi restaurants, Korean barbecue, churches. There were literally thousands of people he could have hit along the way, harmed along the way. He didn't. He went to three massage parlors because he was focused on the sex. So while they go about screaming and yelling as people did, and they being the woke, this is a hate crime. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, first of all, I don't believe in hate crimes. Uh, It's not more of a crime or less of a crime because it happens to a certain group, a certain person with a certain characteristic. This was not about them being Asian. Now, this could have been a crazy person on the street. Blank you, you don't belong here. Could have been a crazy person. But this woman is viciously attacked. Confronted, kicked with the right leg. She's on the ground, stomped on with the left leg. Turns around, stomps on her, and again in the head with the left leg. And then kicks her in the face and the head with his right. And then walks over her. Watching this is not just you. On a video camera. I mean, on a video feed, no. Watching this is not one, but two what look like security guards in the building. One of them who you see in the whole frame watched it all. Watched a woman get beaten and did nothing. And as the video closes out, as I have it, from uh, Sifan Kim, I think that's from from ABC in uh, ABC in New York. Um, it, something amazing happens. The second security guard comes into frame after the attack. This attacker just kind of walking away. He walks into the vestibule to the open door. Right? The door was open to let in some fresh air, one would assume. And there is a woman out there on her hands and knees who just got kicked in the chest and kicked in the face and the head three to four times. And what does this second security guard do? He closes the door. He doesn't go out there to ask if she's all right. He doesn't go out there to give first aid. He doesn't, at least from the video, pick up his phone to call 911. He doesn't go after the guy, right? A couple of things, all of which you would be like, okay, I could see that. He closes the door. The door isn't, you know, opaque. It's a, it's a, it's a glass door. It's a glass door. You could see, you could see this woman. You got to assume she's bleeding, right? You got to assume she's hurt. And he closed the door on her. So what's the story here? Well, the story here is this woman got attacked and one could make an argument. She got attacked because she's Asian. Is someone screaming, blank you, you don't belong here. Although it could have been a crazy person. I'll let the investigation figure that out. 
But I got not one, but two people. One, I could maybe doing deliveries. One who seems security. And they don't go to help. Oh, they're not going to get involved. Which one's the story? Because it's all a hellscape, right? It's all just awful. It is up to us to fix these things. It is up to us. It is up to us to look at this guy and say, you're a grown man. You watched a woman get attacked and you closed the door? Oh, I don't want to be involved. That's a massive level of scumbaggery. One that is societal, by the way. The only place where I know it's very difficult to get involved is in a domestic dispute. Because emotions are crazy in a domestic dispute. He is being rude to her or he's actually hitting her. You go to intervene and she'll end up attacking you. That has happened. Please, 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 please. That is a rough one. But even then, you don't just let somebody get abused. We have to be the people who step in. Now, I can appreciate where there are times you can't step in, but we've had this conversation. And we're going to keep having it. There are times you're not strong enough to step in. You've got your children. You can't risk them. I, I, I get that. You can call the police. You can scream for other people to help. You can do all the things. Well, we might be putting ourselves at risk. Well, how many ways are you going to develop that down? Or let's go the other way. You're perfectly healthy. You're perfectly capable. You have no reason not to get in like this security guard. Why aren't you getting in? Why aren't you stopping this? Why aren't you subduing someone? Why aren't you calling the police? What's with this? I don't get involved. I don't know. It's not my problem. That's a garbage society, guys. It's garbage. I don't think we should be part of a garbage society. I think we should figure out a better society. What is a society where a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old get the idea that they should carjack someone? And what's the society when CNN decides to make it not seem like such a big deal? CNN should be taken to the cleaners. No, that's not it. Raked over the coals. Yep, that's the expression. Raked over the coals. I can't wait for Brian Stelter over there at Reliable Sources to point out what a bad job CNN did on this story. But why are 13-year-olds and 15-year-olds doing this? Better parenting is needed. Parenting that has you knowing where your 13-year-old and 15-year-old are. 13 and 15. Let's go carjack a guy with these stun guns. I can hear it now. Well, if he had just given us the car, he would still be alive. Guaranteed, someone has said that line. We can do something about this. We just have to be willing to do it. I'm Fingers Malloy, your bourbon and cigar guy and host of the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, and this is the Bourbon Minute. Well, good news in the bourbon world as another distiller is planning a major expansion. This time, it's Tennessee's Old Glory Distilling Company. They're planning a 20,000-square-foot expansion that will double the size of their headquarters in Clarksville, Tennessee. Bourbon is one of Old Glory's major spirits. Well, later on, after the expansion, they're going to add Tennessee whiskey to their inventory for the very first time. 
This new barrel house expansion will be dedicated to bourbon and Tennessee whiskey production. They're planning on this project being completed by the first quarter of 2022. For more information on this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. expect we'll let our review conclude and then we'll look for an opportunity for him to speak to it but I can uh, certainly um, confirm for you that he shares these concerns they, they are coming directly from him and directly from our national security team who has looked at what uh, the report has presented to date uh, they're still reviewing and share the concerns issued in that statement uh, that made those uh, concerns clear go ahead so the White House is concerned that the World Health Organization report is not up to snuff and that China is of course not in any way transparent uh, in what happened and not cooperated enough in, in the White House's opinion? Well, they have not been transparent. They have not provided underlying data. That certainly doesn't qualify as, as cooperation. Uh, you know, the analysis performed to date from our experts, uh, you know, our, their concern is that there isn't additional support for one hypothesis. It doesn't lead us to any closer of an understanding or greater knowledge than we had six to nine months ago about the origin. It also doesn't provide us guidelines or, uh, or steps, uh, recommended steps on how we should should prevent this from happening in the future, and those are imperative. And so that centers on the, the, the hypothesis that, that would involve the lab. Uh, again, it doesn't. It doesn't lead to. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't provide us greater uh, understanding uh, of uh, the origin uh, of of the virus. And, and- so are we saying that China is lying when the World Health Organization says, oh, it didn't come from a lab? We know it didn't leak from a lab. No way, coronavirus came from a lab. No, 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 no. Because uh, it, it came from a lab. Was it unleashed upon the world as some type of bioweapon? I actually don't believe that. I'm not there for, for that. But it jumped from animal to human, a step in, vol- in between, and no one knows what that is, and that's your answer? But it wasn't the wet market? Oh, 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 China. You Randy Minx. no one's buying in absolutely positively no one is buying in on that now we we just flat out don't uh believe you but don't worry the reporters are all over it like being concerned about states not wearing masks what is the level of concern from the white house at uh, the effect 24 hours after the president raising his voice on this. Dr. Walensky is certainly raising her voice on this. I mean, are governors uh, sort of going their own way and ignoring you all? I don't think we see it that way, Jeff, but I would say that uh, one of the ways we can impact um, people across the country is by acknowledging this is hard. We've been at war with this virus for a long time. And to reiterate, as the president did yesterday, as Dr. Walensky did yesterday, that we continue to be at war with the virus. But Yeah, the- they're ignoring you. Governor DeSantis is ignoring you. He's not going to take any part in these 
COVID passports. You want the fox to guard the hen house? I mean, give me a break. And that's why people love him. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com and get the podcast. This is Tony Katz Today.